This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, July 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Ranchers decry ag overtime. Why growers leave California. And pork producers seek Prop 12 delay. Sheep producers appeal to top senator on ag overtime. Representatives of California sheep industry will be meeting with Senate Pro Tem Tony Atkins to appeal for relief from the state's new agricultural overtime law. Sheep producers say they face wage cost increases of more than 50% next year unless regulators soften the new requirements. The industry is trying to get the state's standard work week for sheep herders expanded to 48 hours. They argue the 40-hour work week set to begin in January will actually limit pay to workers. Tell me any industry that can survive a 52% increase in wage overhead, said Ryan Endart, a sheep producer from Clovis who spoke at the Agriculture Food and Ag Policy Summit West yesterday. Andre Soros, vice president of the California Wool Growers Association, said the wage rule is a bigger threat to producer survival than the drought. Why California growers cross the southern border? While regulatory costs in California are high, Mike Way, managing partner at Primetime Produce, told AgriPulse at the summit that it's actually not cheaper to move farming operations to Mexico. He moved operations there in 1994 after struggling to contract with retailers and food service companies as a seasonal producer. The climate in Coquitella didn't allow for year-round vegetable production either. But maintaining farm trucks, piping, and navigating the legal environment were just a few of the infrastructure challenges that made it costly to begin farming in Mexico. Nobody can tell me they can move to Mexico and do it a lot cheaper than you can in California. It's not true, he said. Infrastructure is outrageous to build. Once the infrastructure is set up, Way said that it is 4 to $6 cheaper to break even on a box of produce in Mexico than it is California. He said California is becoming less competitive due to mandatory overtime pay, input and freight price increases, and high regulatory costs. I don't mind paying the overtime. It's not that big of a deal, Way said. But when you're dealing with other states that don't have any laws for overtime, it's not fair. We need to be able to compete, and overtime just takes our competition away. While he farms in Mexico part of the year, Way was discouraged to grow watermelons in California, only to see the local grocery store five miles down the road selling Mexican watermelons. UC Davis gets $6 million for pesticide education. UC Davis will receive $6 million over five years to develop materials and projects promoting safe pesticide use. That according to the Environmental Protection Agency yesterday. Under a cooperative agreement, the campus will establish the Pesticide Educational Resources Collaborative, or PERC 2.0, the second phase of a program now in its sixth year, EPA said. Under the agreement, UC Davis may award grants to nonprofits to implement community-based projects providing, quote, on-the-ground expertise and perspective to develop effective and audience-appropriate pesticide education and training material, EPA said. 
UC Davis will put more emphasis on applicator certification programs, including updated training and examination materials with national reach. The program coordinates development of educational resources to meet national needs, the agency said, including multilingual manuals, pamphlets, web pages, videos, and guides for different targeted audiences. In just 2020, more than 75,000 PERC resources were downloaded off the site, said EPA. Pork producers seek more time on California's Prop 12. Pork producers are urging California regulators to delay for two years the January 1 implementation date for regulations required under Proposition 12. That's the initiative that's imposing new animal housing standards for meat sold in the state. And comments filed with the California Department of Food and Agriculture yesterday, the National Pork Producers Council pointed to an estimate by the California Legislative Analyst's Office that it could take several years for enough farmers in California and other states to change their housing systems to meet the measure's requirements. By the way, the Association of California Egg Farmers says that egg producers that remain in business in the state, quote, will be required to accelerate their business plans, seek construction loans, obtain permits, and spend hundreds of millions of additional dollars in just 36 months to avoid severe criminal penalties. Biodiversity Convention seeks preservation of 30% of land and water by 2030. A draft report from the United Nations Convention on Biological Diversity proposes protecting 30% of the world's land and ocean by 2030, a goal that aligns with the Biden administration's plan to do the same thing in the U.S. Released yesterday, the draft will be further debated in online negotiations this summer before being considered at the CBD's next meeting in China this October, CBD said. One of the action targets for 2030 is to ensure all areas under agriculture, aquaculture, and forestry are managed sustainably, and particular through the conservation and sustainable use of biodiversity, increasing the productivity and resilience of these production systems. Money is an issue. The National Geographic Society and Weiss Campaign for Nature praised the goals, but noted that the draft, quote, only commits to an increase of $10 billion a year in funding from wealthy nations to developing nations at a count far short of what conservationists and economists say is needed to close the $700 billion a year biodiversity finance gap by 2030. Milk producers. Yogurt Rule offers a guide for FDA on plant-based milk. The Food and Drug Administration should use the same reasoning it employed in a rule defining yogurt to go after plant-based fake milk and other non-dairy substitutes. The National Milk Producers Federation said in a news release yesterday, NMPF applauded the FDA rule which went into effect yesterday for clearly defining yogurt as containing basic dairy ingredients extending the logic and consistency of the new yogurt standard to labeling of products using terms like milk, cheese, and butter, and then enforcing them is long overdue, the group said. 
NMPF filed a petition in 2019 asking FDA to take prompt enforcement action against misbranded non-dairy foods that substitute for and resemble reference standardized dairy foods yet are nutritionally inferior to those products, NMPF said. FDA expects to issue draft guidance on the issue next June. Here's today's He Said It. Any policy that is implemented that challenges California's ability to produce food necessarily has a negative impact on billions with a B of consumers globally, all else remaining constant. That Roland Famasi, Executive Vice President and North American Regional Head for Robo Research Food and Agribusiness. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, July 13th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.